news, current events, politics, and everything in between. This is your number one source for finding out the truth. Never censored, never apologetic, and always patriotic. You're tuned in to the Patriot Perspective with the people's proud patriot, Alan Lee. everybody i know we're having so much fun um all right let's see um you're on lilith i would love to hear your thoughts on chelsea handler's despicable comments to 50 cent i don't know i'm about that. i'm not aware of the comments i know what 50 cent said but i i'm what not aware of say? uh that he was uh voting for trump because joe biden's going to take all of his money oh right okay <laughs> i did hear about that okay okay all right. What are your thoughts on Antifa and BLM? So uh, Antifa obviously already being coined as a terrorist organization. I believe that BLM is the same. Um, I believe that, you know, it started off as a great hashtag with all, probably all well intentions, um, but it grew into something else. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things can grow sure. into something that, that isn't good and you still hold on to the core value of it. But the problem with BLM is you have half, half the people who are just the hashtag supporters who just really want people to be treated fairly. And then you have the organization, the organization that donates all their money to left-wing organizations, uh, none of which have anything to do with African-American people at all. Uh, you can go onto the website and, and look that up. Um, and then the other problem with that is because they've become an organization, they don't denounce the activity that's being done under their name. They're, they're quick to say that those people aren't a part of them, and things like that. But when they're asked about the riots and the, pro and the, and the, and the non-peaceful protests, uh, they just throw it back and, and whitewash it and say, oh, well, well, the people are upset. So what do you expect them to do? They never really come out and say, hey, we're an organization. This is what we believe in. We do not want you to do these acts. This is wrong. Don't use our name. You know, there's, there's BLM official protests in all these different cities where this violence happens. Where are the leaders who are always on TV and always making statements coming out and saying, don't use our name. Our name is registered trademark, copywritten. Don't use our name. You're doing things under our name. We are not about that. And the fact that they won't do that is what now has made BLM as a whole something that you, I can't get behind. Right. I, I agree 100% with everything you said. At first, I was like, okay, you know what? That's, that's, that's cool. Right. You know? And then it just went to hell. Um, I don't know what happened. And then... Like last night, for example, um, you know, all the riots going on in Philly now yeah. to bring the National Guard and they're stealing um, televisions. Right. How televisions is, and shoes. And how is that at all helpful to any group of people in this country? Right. And, and, and it's not. And I mean, I don't, I don't even think with the Philly situation, I don't even think it was a BL. They're, they're, they're using that name, but there was no protest. There wasn't yeah. even a, a, a march. It was just people saw something and then took advantage of it. Um, and sadly to say, uh, the majority of it were people of color going out and looting and rioting. Uh, and the problem is, is I know I've spoke to some people who I won't give their names, but th sadly, they don't agree with rioting and looting, but they excuse it because by they believe that by doing so it causes enough noise and by causing noise it causes officials to want to make changes now that logic works 
but the ends don't always justify the means. Mm -hmm. While yes, if you're creating noise and you're saying that, you know, here's a bunch of things you don't like happening and it's happening because of this, that can cause someone to make a change, but you don't do wrong to get a right result. Right. And I, yeah, that's true. And my, my, um, kind of comeback to people who defend the looting and rioting is, you know, cause you hear like, oh, people are really angry and they're sick and tired of it. And I, and I can understand feeling that way. Right. But I don't understand the expression of it via violence and, um, you know, looting and, and destroying city blocks. Right. Um, so if you would say, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me that they would, people would riot and loot, then I would say, then you're saying that it's okay if somebody, you know, beats their wife and children or, you know, goes out and just assaults people because they're angry. Right. You can't just, there's laws and there's, well, there should be laws and rules being enforced. And there has to be boundaries and limits with behavior that hurts other people. Right. And, you know, maybe you could argue that and say, yeah, well, we see it, the same thing happening on our side. Well, okay, but where is this getting anybody? Right. And you can't use the logic that violence is necessary when, um, if you would say that about the riots, you would have to say that about all violence. Yep. And, it, it's, and it's terrible. Especially with the, the hypocrisy, hypocrisy, and I, I, I'm a real logical person, so everything has to make sense. Even if whatever your core value is, everything you do around it has to be, make sense logically. Okay. So if you believe that rioting and looting is okay because you're angry, then because of black lives not mattering, you say, then you should be paying just as much attention to whose stores you're looting and rioting. And if they're owned by black people, then you shouldn't be looting and rioting those. You shouldn't be blocking black traffic you shouldn't be doing things in your own neighborhood why aren't you in the neighborhood of people that you believe are the ones who are oppressing you and not in your own neighborhoods taking advantage of those ones and putting their businesses and their families at risk so logically you're still not even doing it so then it comes out well if you're logically not caring about these black families in your neighborhood that you're burning down their stores and things like that then is it really about color and is it really about black lives well then obviously it's not so now these people who are doing that are just using a situation and using someone's fear and using to for their own game their own power trip to get something from someone else that they don't deserve and to put up someone else down because of it right and i always have said this on my show if you really want to get into communities and make a difference why don't you mentor why mm -hmm. don't you volunteer why don't you get involved with organizations why don't you do your own you know podcast right. about things that, you know so um are you happy about the, I think this is for you, Alan. Are you happy about the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett? Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, she's yeah. right on. Yeah, I think that, I think that, uh, that she's right for the job. Um, as much as we all want certain things overturned and changed, I also believe in the rule of law and the constitution. So if, you know, if something comes across her desk, I, as, as much as I'd be like, oh, I hope that the, the this, this, evens out with the Constitution. If it doesn't, I also agree with ruling the right way, and I think that she would do that. I do too. I trust her. Yeah. I think she, she's got quite, um, she's awesome, yeah. Um, what about, someone says they love your t-shirt. Um, Thank you. <laughs> someone's asking, I would love to hear your thoughts on the whole Colin Kaepernick taking the knee situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, uh, I believe that when it comes to matters of faith and your beliefs that there, there can't really be a, a, a true separation. If he felt like he wanted to kneel 
during the national anthem, I think he's a scumbag. But, okay, whatever. But when the NFL starts to take stances on that, and when they start to involve those political things under their sports and under their business, I think that was wrong. Um, but Colin Kaepernick uh, was a sellout from the beginning. He was already failing in, in, in his status. Uh, and then after you know he lost his job and he got the deal with Nike and he screwed that up, uh, he put it in his new contract that he was trying to get another deal. He put in his new contract that he would agree to stand for the national anthems if he could get the his, uh, signed. Are you serious? Yeah, that? and that went under the radar a lot, but you can actually look that up. So uh, that right there shows where his true mindset was at. Money. Yeah, um, he thought that he could make a lot of money off it, and he might have. He he. Who knows? He might truly feel like there's there's this systemic racism that I don't believe is is truly going on right now. Um, but he might truly believe that, but it was still a ploy because otherwise you don't, you don't back down from your beliefs when it, it starts affecting you, especially when you come out and saying, I don't care how this is affecting me. I'm going to take a stand. And then you say, or maybe I want those millions of dollars. Again. My mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's what, the, what, what the main problem is with him is you can't force someone to stand for the national anthem. I think it's a huge disservice to our country. And if you want to do that and you take it out on, you know, you use your position, everybody uses their position to, to speak their mind. Um, so if, you know, if there wasn't contracts ahead of time with NFL that you had to stand, then fine, take your knee, you're a scumbag. I don't support you. Um, but to, to take it to the level that they did and then the NFL to back and then, you know, you had the NBA do the same thing, which I heard that they're taking the black lives matter yeah, off their uniforms now, um, because they're chasing the dollar as well. When it made the money, they were all about it. Now that they're realizing it's not, they're against it. Um, so that's my thoughts on Colin Kaepernick. I think he's a scumbag and... Uh, yeah. All right. So you know exactly <laughs> how you feel. Um, okay. Let's see what else we have here. There's a good one. Oh, yeah. Hi, Lisa. Lisa Bruni Shirey asks, do you think that Planned Parenthood slash abortion is inherently racist? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Margaret Sanger, she, her whole plan was to uh, lower the population of African-Americans. She believed that they needed to go back to their own country. She believed 100% in segregation. Um, and she opened up Planned Parenthood to offer abortions. And the one, first ones she opened were in low-income housing areas, which were uh, Af mostly African-American and minorities. Um, she was an outspoken racist. She, she did not hide it whatsoever. Um, so, and, and everybody says, you know, oh, it's, it's family planning and they offer all these services. They don't offer all those services. They outsource all those services. Uh, their number one moneymaker has always been and will be abortion, unless there's something done about that. Um, and if, if if it was truly, you know, they, they, they charge money for their abortions. Um, they don't care about women's health. If they did, then they wouldn't have a problem with making sure that their facilities, number one, they had a real doctor in them. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot, you don't have to be a real doctor in, in many states to actually perform abortions. Really? Right. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and when the pro-life movement put forth the bill where abortion clinics had to have admittance privileges at a hospital in case something went wrong right. with the woman, not, and this was before the whole born alive thing. So this was purely if something went wrong in an abortion and the woman needed real medical care, they had to have admittance privileges with the hospital. Uh, they fought it back against that because that would lower the amount of Planned Parenthood they could have open. They fought back when uh, we pushed for a lot of the abortion clinics, the, the hallways weren't wide enough for a gurney. And so we wanted those ones to either be 
you change your, you know, you remodel or you close that facility, even if you open up somewhere else that is better, they push back against that. They don't care about the health of the woman. They don't offer services for anyone going through uh, depression afterwards or any medical services afterwards. Uh, you would think that they would run the full gamut, yeah. not just push abortions. I mean, it, it took us forever to get legislation passed where they had to tell you that it was a human child and not just, they use the medical term fetus, which just means unborn child. Right. But they make themselves feel better by not saying unborn child. Um, so, you know, at first they didn't have to tell them anything. Like, oh, it's just a clump of cells. It doesn't look like anything. And then we push for legislation where now they're supposed to uh, inform them of that. Um, and it's, it's always just been a money thing. And, and, and again, Margaret Sanger, she hated people of color. You can look up on YouTube. Hopefully it's still out there. The original cartoon uh, Planned Parenthood commercial. And it wasn't a TV commercial. It's what they used to show in schools in black communities. And it's just look it up. It's the most racist thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. Okay. Well, make sure we do that. Maybe I'll even post it. Um, let me see what else we have that's kind of different. Um, oh, Chelsea Handler went on Twitter and said she had to remind 50 Cent that he is black and cannot vote for President Trump. I oh. heard that. I did hear about that. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? I wonder what he said back to that. Look it up. Um, Corinne, welcome, Corinne, Sabrina. I don't think I've ever hey, seen Corinne. you on Liz Live before. Good morning and welcome. Um, why do you think organizations like Under Armour and NFL keep giving money to BLM, even though BM, BLM have yet to spend any of it in any positive way to help black communities? So my take on that is that if you look at their commercials, I mean, Under Armour, not so much. They're kind of middle of the road when it comes to uh, the diversity in their commercials, different races and things like that. Um, the NFL, while it's widely diverse, uh, they market to the black community. Nike markets to the black community. Um, and I think that's, that's where it is. Everyone's so afraid of cancel culture of being told that if they don't support something that they're racist, that they jump on board to do so, even if they, they might not agree with anything they're doing, but they're, they, they have a multi-billion dollar industry to run. And if they do that, then they won't be attacked. Because sadly, the second that the media, if CNN came out and said the NFL was racist, they, they, they take a big hit. Yeah. Um, and so I think that they, they try and get ahead of, ahead of the tornado. I agree. I mean, I really do. So, um, you know, we're, we're a little bit over time, which is fine. It's not like I have to stop at an hour, but we're having so many, and I still have more questions to ask you. So maybe we'll just have to have you back. Okay. Good morning, Liz Live viewers. What is happening? Let's see what we have going on here. Um, good morning. We cannot start the show until we see that t-shirt. Okay. Alan, they want to see your CNN is fake news. <laughs> you have the best t-shirts. Okay. <laughs> Um, Justin Farabaugh, I got a huge question. Here in PA on November 4th, Governor Wolf said there was 1 million votes to count then on Thursday morning. The 5th, he said, that, on the 5th, he then said there was 2 million votes to count. Can anyone enlighten me on this? So that's been one of the, the things that the president speculated on uh, and Donald Trump Jr. spoke about where uh, they don't know why he would have had that information to say it, uh, why the information continued changing, and then why all the votes that did come in all went to Biden overnight. 
Uh, so no one knows where he got that number from. No one knows why the voting count stopped in the first place. I mean, it's a presidential election. Yeah. I believe you're supposed to work through the night. I would think so. Uh, I thought that was very shady. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there, I don't have much information on exactly why that was said, where his information came from, and why the number jumped. Uh, and that is something that uh, the Trump team has been looking into. Okay. Um, thank you very much, Justin, for that question. Um, voter fraud is nothing new. We will all know that this has been going on for as long as we have been voting. The big difference here is President Trump and the Democrats' blatant arrogance. They took it way too far. This is just what President Trump needed. Hold on, let me see if I can get the rest of your comments. Um, to expose this corruption. Definitely. Someone explain to me what the argument is for not having voter ID. Good question. So it depends on which side of the aisle you're on. Um, there's no argument on the right side of the aisle. And on the left side of the aisle, the initial argument uh, that was kind of hidden under a pile of candy was they wanted the illegals to vote. Right. And if they had, it would discourage them from voting if they used their ID. Now, initially, since they couldn't come out and say that, what they tried to say is people who are minorities, that would prevent them from voting. Uh, and there was a big street team that went out and started asking minorities um, in New York City and things like that. First, they said that they wouldn't know where the voting polls were. There wouldn't be, they didn't have internet access and they wouldn't have IDs. So they're pretty much saying the black community and the Spanish, you know, and, and Puerto Rican and all the, all the different minorities that we have here, um, are broke, poor, and stupid. Uh, so they went out on the streets of New York and they asked random, you know, minorities, uh, do you know where the voting place is? And they say, yeah, you know, do you know where the library is? Yeah. Do you have internet? Yeah, I have it on my phone. Do you have an ID? Sure, I have one right here. Um, so that was the excuse they were using wow, that uh, actually convinced that. a lot of people, the idiots out there who just listen to media, that, oh yeah, we can't do IDs because it'll prevent people from voting. But they had no real good reason. Uh, the real reason is that they wanted illegal votes to be able to go through. Uh, at the time when they were pushing for, when Trump was pushing for IDs, that was the time when everybody was flocking to America and trying to cross the borders. And that's what they wanted. They wanted them all here so they could get the votes and they knew they wouldn't have IDs to do so. Wow. You heard it here from Alan Lee, Patriot Perspective. We're going to make sure you know how to get to his show. Um, it's not about supporting any particular candidate. This is about the integrity of our election process. If anyone is saying there's no fraud going on, they are lying to you and themselves. Honestly, it's that they don't care if there's fraud. They just want Trump out by any means. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have, yeah. Yeah, 100% right, Tara Lee. Um, that's right. If Biden wins or Trump wins, let it be fairer and unjust. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can we get your thoughts on these fact checkers on Facebook? Block them. Uh, go yeah. Into, yeah, go into your, your Facebook settings, go into privacy, then go under block list and just start typing in fact. Uh, some of it's spelled properly, so fact and then check two separate words. Some of it's together, some of it's FAC. Just start typing that in there and just every day block all of the fact checkers. They're all BS anyway. They're right. all garbage in fact. Someone tried to fight me the other day with a fact checker article on the history of Robert Byrd. And first she told me um, 
she called Trump a racist. And I said, well, I've never seen him be a racist. I don't know that to be true, but I do know that Joe Biden is. And I showed her, um, so I first I sent her the, um, the video, the actual video mm-hmm. of um, Joe Biden eulogizing Robert Byrd as one of the greatest men who ever lived. And I know that a lot about, I write a lot about Robert Byrd. So she tells me, no, that's a lie. He didn't do it. I said, but here's the video. It's right here. You can see it. So she ignored that. Mm -hmm. And then she gave me a fact check that said that that he wasn't the grand wizard. No, he wasn't. He was the grand cyclops. Right. Whatever the hell that means, I don't know. But he started um, back in the 40s. He started the first chapter of the KKK in West Virginia. He recruited 150 people. For the Democratic Party. For the Democratic Party. And they told him, oh, you're so good at recruiting people. You should run for office. And she said, oh, the fact check article said that Robert Byrd denounced the KKK in the 40s. And I'm like, no, that's when he was getting started. He never said anything about it. He announced it in the 40s. Yeah. And I said, no, actually, in his own autobiography, he says that it wasn't until the late 80s, early 90s that he was willing to denounce it. So these fact check articles are BS, and they're being used by people who don't know what they're talking about to try and prove themselves as right. Yeah, and and one of the, you know, there's the idea of fact-checking. Obviously, the idea is a great thing. Uh, The problem is is all the fact-checkers are doing one of two things. They're either lying about the facts or they're, if one thing might be wrong, like the Grand Wizard, when they put the fact-check in, especially for Facebook, since it, it, it grays out the whole thing and you have to see what was posted and why it was fact-checked, it hides the truth amongst the, and it blows up the one thing that was wrong. Uh. So then it makes you not want to want to believe it. So I posted on uh, the Prater Perspective the video of a Michigan woman who uh, had a Sharpie incident with the Sharpie yeah. pens. Yeah. And uh, Facebook fact-checked my video uh, and said that it, it was, they didn't say that it was didn't happen. They said that the machines are made to be able to read them it said that that story was not uh, proven. So it didn't say that it was wrong, but they had the fact check. Wow. Overlaying everything on there. Uh, so then I had people telling me that it's not true, that this network, and then it came out that yes, the machines are made to read the Sharpie pens, and most of the time it does work, but there are errors sometimes. And they're working to figure out which ones had an error so the person can get their vote counted and get it all done right. Um, so why fact check something when either A, it's not proven to be wrong, and you have no reason to think it's wrong right. other than just wanting to believe that it's not right. Um, and B, why make it such a, you know, when, when Facebook does it, they make it so obvious that when you're scrolling, you see it and you automatically think that it's a lie. Some people don't even watch it after that because you have to click through, you know, a couple steps right. in order to see what the video is. You say, oh, this is fact check. That's wrong. I'm just going to keep scrolling. And that, that's, you know, that's the other problem with the fact checkers is that they're not just pointing out something that's completely wrong. Right. They're making you know, it appear that probably the whole thing's wrong. And then half the time they have no reason to say it's wrong or right. So then you're supposed to leave it alone until something comes up that says it's wrong. Leave it alone. 